you survived another week. Thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the Black Man with a Gun podcast, sponsored by CrossbreedHolsters.com. Coming to you on a dusty road. Good loving, I got a truckload. And when you get it, you got something. So don't worry, cause I'm coming. I'm a soul man. I'm a soul man. I'm a soul man. I'm a soul man. Got what I got the hard way. I'll make it better each and every day. So honey, don't you fret, cause you ain't seen nothing yet. I'm a soul man. I'm a soul man. Play it, Steve. I'm a soul man. I'm a soul man. Listen, I was bought up on a side street. I learned how to love before I could eat. Was educated at good stop. When I start loving, I can't stop. I'm a soul man. I'm a soul man. I'm a soul man. I'm a soul man Well grab a rope And I'll pull you in and Give you hope And be your only boyfriend Yeah, yeah This week, after action report from Chicago Mrs. M Barbara Baird Going back to 9mm Zombie Strike We got a question of the week And a special treat from Lucas Hogue at the end of the show. I'm a soul man. 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 All right, I'm Ken Blanchard. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, I appreciate you coming back again. Feel free to send me a review on iTunes about the show. And if you have an Android phone and you have that app, you can do it right from that. That app is pretty tight. Yeah, that's an Urban Shooter app. I haven't changed the name for it on the app. So look for Urban Shooter in iTunes. And you can get an app for your Android or your iPhone. Yep, I'm Ken Blanchard, also known as the Black Man with a Gun, the pastor of Patriots, Pistoleros, and Paladins. And I'm glad to be here for you. If you want to contact me, feel free, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, at blackmanwithagun at gmail.com. Just like that. Or if you got a comment, something you want to say, 
or you got a feature you want to do, you can call me toll free in the U.S. at 888-675-0202. That's 888-675-0202. And if you don't remember that, you can always rewind this bad boy and you can hear it. Or you can go on KenNBlanchard.com and you'll get the show notes and there's a P.O. Box address there and the phone number and there's a contact spot and it's loaded, chock full of stuff. It's chock full of nuts, baby. It's, it's full of stuff on that site. All my posts from the week past, uh, my inspirations and my thoughts and daily blogs. Also, you can also listen to the site from the show notes for episode number 235, which will be there, Ricky Tick. How's your week been? Man, it's, it's so moldy and mildewy here. Um, there's mushrooms growing. I got weird mushrooms growing. I got a mushroom patch. Looks like um, Alice in Wonderland should be sitting on it. And then on another side of the yard, there's these multicolored, stalky-looking, bluish, reddish, asparagus-looking mushrooms coming out of the ground. But they all kind of weltered. They got like um, uh, erection deficiency. They all got ED. So they all kind of like bent over already. But my wife, she saw them, you know, and she was like, what is that? And I was like, looks nasty, whatever it is. But it's moldy, it's mildewy, it's soggy, man, on the East Coast. And I can't wait till fall comes. It's supposed to, too much supposed to drop tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it. Bring on a little chill in the air. Knock out some of the ragweed and some of the mold and stuff. Um, there's a whole bunch of buildings down the street from me that are condemned now. Families that lost out. Uh, there's some sad stuff going on around here. So I've been busy, um, busy trying to keep people motivated, inspiring them, um, cheering them up, listening, uh, trying to help them find jobs and, you know, do all the stuff that I do. I'm glad you're here. And if you want to be a part of that, um, I got to I got to actually tell you something. I got to crank up the Urban Shooter Association. Um, I got to do better with that. That's that should be. That should be what drives this boat. Actually, yeah. Right now, it's been um, contributions from about about 15 people who give about $4 a month to keep the site going, to keep things rolling. And we got our own little site for the supporters. It's on urbanshooter.org. And it's like a little mini Facebook. You can post pictures, video, everything over there. I got to crank that thing up. I got to put some stuff there that only Urban Shooter listeners or Black Man with a Gun supporters are a part of. And if you want to be a member, want to be a supporter, want to be a part of this, I'm trying to get the pieces to this puzzle. You know, God gives you everything, but doesn't tell you how it fits. And I think if the Urban Shooter Association was the group that sponsored me to do all the stuff that I do, that would work. Yeah. So look for a mission statement. Look for um, some stuff to come from that end for, for the family, for those who are on the Urban Shooter. You'll see it. If you're not a member of that, join. Um, right now, it's only $4 a month, less than 50 bucks a year. Yeah. Basically, $48. And uh, you help me do what I'm doing. 
but I think I can do more. And I, I was hoping, I was trying to get some fabulous plan, right? But it's the wrong time to get all extravagant. Folks are strapped. But I also know that there's a power in numbers. And if a whole bunch of people give a little bit, then we'll have enough to do everything we need to do. I'm still looking for a job for two people. And if you're looking for a position somewhere in the nation's capital, Virginia area, and you want to have another set of eyes looking for you, shoot me a resume, shoot me what you're looking for, and I'll try to do that. And that's going to be bigger too. I'm hoping to get a a team of folks um, that can go into action. And even if you're not here, um, like you got a job, you're looking for something wherever you're at, send me what you're looking for and I'll post it thing. I'll send it to some professional folks that I know. I know a lot of people. And that's the thing. That's the real power behind this social media. If we can just help each other. That's my goal anyway. Um, I kind of time out for posers and people stuck on their own stuff. I'm trying to help people as much as I can. So if I can help you, send it, man. Send it, lady. Throw it this way. Also, Miss um, M gave me an idea that I got to just jump on like really heavy. She said um, some stuff about sending care packages to the troops, which I don't know why I didn't do that before. But if you are in active duty somewhere, serving away from home, send me an address to blackmailthegun at gmail.com. I know it's going to be one of those 900 character um, addresses that ends in APO or FPO. Send that thing to me, and I'm going to, I got a mission. I got some stuff I want to send to you on a regular basis. Just like brighten your day and make you crack up and just pass it out to your buddies. Everybody that's in, you know, barracks, squadron, uh, squad bay, wherever. And, uh, you know, just kind of spread the love. So if you remember that, send me an address. And because of what I'm going to do, if you don't send it to me, I'm not going to do a lot of work. So if you say, give me an address and I'll email you and you make it all hard, then forget it. <laughs> if you want the stuff, send me an address and a, and a contact person and bam, there we go. Okay. I want to thank everybody who's on my Facebook page. And that's Ken Blanchard. You'll find me at Pastor Ken Blanchard on Facebook. Make sure you look for the whole thing, Pastor Ken Blanchard. And there's also a Facebook fan page under Black Man with a Gun. Check that out. And what else can I tell you? That's about it for right now. We got a chock full of, of stuff this episode, but not going to keep it too long. And then at the very end of the show, the baddest animal loving, patriotic country writing and singing Christian brother I know has a song about the Second Amendment that I'm going to play for you. And uh, I like it. I really do. So we got an after action report from Chicago. I was in Chicago uh, last week. Mrs. M is going to pop up here. Our barber from Women's Outdoor News will be reporting. I'm going to be going back to the 9mm. We got a question of the week. What gun law would you change if you could? And zombie strike. I think that's it. You ready? Well, let's get cracking. With episode number 235, Shot Town. 
I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right, y'all. You know, I'm looking forward to going back to Chicago for the Gun Rights Policy Conference on the 23rd through the 25th of September. It's Chicago is like a cool city. It's the third most populous city in the U.S., you know, after New York and L.A. We're going to be at the Higher Regency O'Hare, and I hope you can make it. The thing is free. If nobody has told you that, you just got to get there. Lunch is going to be free on Saturday. Um I'm trying to get a party together, actually, after the uh, meet and greet on Friday night. I'm hoping to uh, sneak away to a spot that I've been trying to go to for a long time that Friday night. And if that place is packed, we're going to go to the same place maybe Saturday night. But um, come on, hang out. Now, I know if you're a real friend of mine, here's some top 10 things that folks are, that a friend of mine have in common. You can find a whole complete list. There's like 30 of them, though. But uh, here's the top 10. You're a friend of Ken's if you can actually take a nap at a gun range. And you might be a friend of Ken's if your guns have a name. You might be a friend of Ken when you say, Damn, that's a sexy looking piece. And your wife knows you're not looking at another woman. You might be my friend if you have a box of holsters. You might be a friend of mine if you actually washed ammunition before. Yeah. And you might be a friend of mine if you worry about TSA finding ammunition on you or setting off some alarm when you're at the airport. You're probably a friend of mine if the TSA has taken a knife or two off of you at the airport. And you're probably a friend of mine if you've been to more gun shows this year than church. But we can work on that, right? You're probably my friend when someone asks you how many guns you have and you have to think about it for a minute. And finally, top 10 thing. You're probably a friend of Ken's if you count the number of bullets that people shoot in a movie. All right, there's 20 more and they're on KenBlancher.com. Remember, there's two ends in this can. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. I designed our top-selling holster, the Super Tuck Deluxe, to solve the problems of being poked, pinched, and gouged while carrying concealed. The Super Tuck Deluxe is the most comfortable, most concealable holster on the market today. We offer a two-week free trial and a lifetime warranty. Visit us at crossbreedholsters.com. Don't forget, crossbreedholsters.com. Question of the Week. This week on the Question of the Week, I asked my Facebook family, if you could repeal one gun law, what would it be? And you can join my Questions of the Week on Facebook if you join my Facebook page or the Black Man with the Gun fan page. Ed said, for you, carry in Maryland. For me, carry on school grounds. So true, my brother, so true. Miguel says, the Gun Control Act of 1968. Ken K says, NFA 
and three apostrophes or exclamation points. Ronald says, suppressors shouldn't be so hard to get. John says, the Hughes Amendment. Chuck says, he don't know. Sullivan is the one a lot of stuff is based upon or modeled on. Clifton, Washington State's ban on civilian full auto purchases. Right now, only corporations and law enforcement military can own full auto here. Rick P. says, I'm only, I'm with the others. Probably NFA stuff. And just in case you don't know what NFA stuff is, the NFA is the National Firearms Act. It was enacted on my birthday in 1934. You know what? Supreme Court always has those great gun rulings and uh, almost all gun stuff is on June 26th. Just in case you didn't know that. Currently codified as a, amended as 26 is a, an act of Congress, this whole thing. And in general, it imposes a tax, a big old excise tax of $200 on the manufacture and transfer of certain firearms and mandates the registration of those firearms. And the act was passed shortly after the repeal of prohibition. And that whole thing was based on the Sullivan Act, trying to keep guns out of the hands of the newly immigrated Italian citizens. Like almost 99% of all the gun laws, they're based on racism. And this Gun Control Act is a part of it. It's Title I of the National Firearms Act. It's a very overreaching law that has not saved anybody. Rock says, conceal carry on school grounds. Murder is already illegal, but making a law that says people can't carry on school grounds or putting a sign on your door won't make pixie dust fall from the sky and make a psychopath change his mind about killing dozens of people. Kevin B. says, local gun clubs that are cold. I know it's not a law, but it's a stupid practice. Kern says, NFA. Adam R. says, considering the pattern of our nation and others, the worst law has yet to be written. Therefore, wisdom would say to hang on to that free ticket a while longer. Hmm. All right. Brandon says, Hughes. Angelo says, NFA. And carry on school grounds. Jason agrees. NFA laws having to do with short barrel rifles, short barrel shotguns. Uh, automatic weapons, silent suppressors, Nick checks them all like the rest. So true, so true. Fritz says we should defund the BATFE. The American people shouldn't have to pay for an organization whose sole purpose is to subvert the Constitution of the United States of America. Darn. And Keith says, I'm with Fritz. Harry says he's plus one with Fritz. And then Dave says, NFA, then a whole card, house of cards falls in. Rob says May issue. Chuckles McGurk says whatever law you take out would only be a good first step. Brother Neil says the Gun Control Act of 1968, if they're only allowed to do one. Don says, how about a thousand yards from school grounds? Nikki, so many to choose from, but she says start with NFA. Anthony says he would start with NFA too. See, NFA, National Firearms Act. Clifton agrees. Miguel says defunding the ATF is not going to happen. ATF gathers close to $30 billion in taxes from alcohol and tobacco, which goes to many public health programs. So uh, that ain't going to happen. And Brother Miguel's 
opinion. George says, automatic weapons ban. And he's going back to that. You know what? NFA. John G. says, uh, Mass, Massachusetts chapter 180 covers about 100 laws in one. And Paul says, NFA related to the suppressor. The government requires mufflers and hearing protection when sound is too high, but it makes it so hard to get a suppressor for firearms. So true, so true. Eric C. says, uh, the NFA Act. Leroy says we should repeal a gun law of no weapons allowed in shopping centers, banks, and mass gatherings, i.e. sporting events, carnivals, etc. David R. Laws that restrict where we can carry. Schools, airports, planes, trains. Would also like to see national reciprocity in 50 states, like we have with driver's licenses. Yeah. TJP says, NFA, since you get the most bang for your buck. John A. says, only the one that infringes on the right to keep and bear arms. Hey, wait, that's all of them. You know what, John? Uh-huh. Yeah, had to give you the big aw on that one because you know how if you got a genie, then you could just ask for anything. That's kind of how this question was. If you word it right, you might get what you asked for. If you're too specific, you shortchange yourself. So how about that? Only the one that infringes on the right to keep and bear arms. All right. And then finally, shall issue state for everybody. How about make everything constitutional carry? How about that? Thank you for answering this week's question of the week. Triggers, sights, plugs, porting, barrels, slides, springs, grips, laser engraving, and more. LoneWolfDist.com. In 1986, I was introduced to the Glock 17 Safe Action Pistol at the Federal Law Enforcement Training Center. Like Henry Ford's Model T, you could get your new purchase in only one color, one configuration. Today, there is Lone Wolf Distributors, the world's largest distributors of Glock accessories. You can tattoo, improve, customize, accessorize, and glamorize your Glock today like never before. Check out the catalog for yourself at LoneWolfDist.com. That's LoneWolfDist.com. All right, speaking of uh, Lone Wolf Distributor, I just ordered a uh, conversion barrel to change my uh, Lone Wolf 22, Glock 22 clone, that's in like a Glock long slide, from 40 to 9 millimeter. After shooting the 40, I'm not in love with the caliber. I mean, it's, it's not a 45, it's not a 9. I'm not a middle of the road guy, either be hot or cold with me, you know? So I'm going back to nine and I just saw a little plug in uh, Rob Pincus's newsletter saying he's going back to nine as well for personal defense, which made me feel pretty good. Uh, not just because Rob Pincus said it was well, just because it's nice to see somebody else give some points. And Rob is like, if I say city, Rob says metropolis. I mean, his, his diction is just way above the norm. 
real, real proper dude, educated brother. So I like I like reading what he writes sometimes. Um, ups my game, you know. But Rob says um, he gives like four points in his newsletter for why he prefers nine millimeter over forty S and W now for personal defense. Number one is the myth of the one shot stop. Still better to shoot faster strings of fire. Um, there's no such thing as one shot to stop your next threat. And part two of that is the higher capacity is better. This gives you a greater potential for defense against, you know, one or more targets. And it's practical in cost, size, and weight. And then three is the difference between the practical wounds potential is negligible. Pistol bullets really aren't great stoppers. Um, That's why they're not used in combat. They're like the last resort. It's all the big guns. That's the last thing you use. And usually the pistol is for really close combat. Your rifle is down. Your shotgun is down. Everything's out. So you don't start off with the pistol in combat. That's what I'm saying. And then finally, for lower cost. Again, cheaper to shoot. And ease of moving. If you're going to do a detail and change countries, it's easier to find 9mm ammo in most of the world than 40. And buying 40 heightens your profile, which you don't want to do when you're not home. So, going back to 9. So, I got a, got my barrel on order. And actually, I tried to uh, see what the difference was in the barrel. I ordered a clock long slide barrel, but the lugs are different on the barrel. The size is exactly the same. But then I got to wait because uh, I think Zach said it's on back order. So, I'm going to put this joker back in the mail here. Come the weekend, and hopefully, it shoots just like it does through the forty. And it's kind of neat having two barrels I can switch out because um, I got a boatload of Glock magazine. So I'm looking forward to being able to use this. And I'm still trying to figure out what design I'm going to put on this slide. I have a, um, I got a cool looking pistol, man, that, that I got from Long Lone Wolf, and you can customize the mess out of your guns that come from there. But I have yet to decide what I'm going to do with it yet. Um, I think I want to like do a mural on the side and maybe find a tattoo artist because most of their stuff is line drawings that they put on people and kind of get some ideas from that. Then I'll come up with it and send it to the Lone Wolf and have them jazz up my stuff. All right. Nine millimeter, man. Going back to it. And I've been a nine guy forever, but I was just kind of trying it. And it's not me either 45 or 9 middle of the road just don't cut it let me know what you think about that you got a 40 you've been you've been rocking it for a minute give me some pluses black man with a gun at gmail.com Babs in the woods From WomansOutdoorNews.com's Barbara Baird. Hey, black man with a gun. This is Barbara Baird, Women's Outdoor News, here with another Dear Barbara letter. Dear Barbara, I'm a fairly regular guy and I enjoy shooting. I have a concealed carry permit and generally carry a pistol for self-defense. However, I always have a problem in broaching the subject with a new girlfriend. How do I let her know I am armed without freaking her out? Looking for love in all the wrong places. Dear Looking, 
When you say fairly regular, what do you mean? I would think that if you have gone to all the effort to become a card-carrying, concealed carry guy, you are way above average. Okay, broaching the subject of carrying with a new girlfriend. This is probably not something you want to bring up after these words. So would you like to meet me for a drink somewhere? I think this topic needs to appear in a course of conversation. A little later in the relationship. First, why don't you see if this person is someone you really want to spend time getting to know? And then, after a few dates and when things are getting more interesting, then just ask her. Is there a need for you to reveal your firearm before this point? Remember, just like in shooting, in matters concerning love and relationships, flow is fast. How do you feel about firearms? How do you feel about me carrying a firearm for, for protection? And then finally, would you like to learn to shoot a firearm? This gives her control. Without stating a scary fact, you've initiated a conversation that might just surprise you. Have you thought about what you'll say if she says, No kidding? You're caring too? Why do you settle for a 38? I insist on at least a 40. In shooting, size matters. Have you heard about the new online boutique featuring women's apparel and shooting accessories owned and operated by our California shooting friends, Jen and Narissa? It's called Girls with Guns Clothing, and they are offering a Girls with Guns brown trucker hat with a very special logo to two winners. And all you need to do is pop on over to Women's Outdoor News and answer this question. Where, other than the range or the woods, would you wear this hat to make a lifestyle statement that you promote the tradition of shooting in this country? And guys, you could wear this hat too. And don't forget to check out the other cool apparel and accessories, including the Sarah Palin hat, as seen in her TV show. Yes, Sarah's wearing the Girls with Guns bucket hat, found only at gwgclothing.com. So click on over to womensoutdoornews.com and look in the gear for her section and answer that question. You'll have one week to do this. The deadline is midnight, Friday, September 23rd. The winner will be chosen by Random Generator. And if you want, we'll also feature your photo at the Women's Outdoor News, wearing the hat, of course. We're looking forward to reading where you would wear a Girls with Guns hat. If you'd like to learn more about what women think about outdoor-related traditions and sports, surf on over to our e-zine at womensoutdoornews.com. And thanks, Ken. You're welcome, Barbara. And now, our featured presentation. Come on, baby, don't you want to go? Come on, baby, don't you want to go? Back to that same old place, sweet home. Chicago Come on Baby don't you wanna go Out of here Baby don't you wanna go Back to that same old place Sweet home Chicago Well uh One and one is two Six and two is eight Come on, baby, don't you make me wait Hide ahead Baby, don't you want to go 
back to that same old place, sweet home, Chicago. Come home, baby, don't you walk? Come on, baby, don't you wanna come Back to that same old place, sweet home, Chicago Hey, on September 10th, 2011, I got the opportunity to fly to Chicago as the featured speaker for the town hall session called The Facts About Firearms that was co-hosted by some really good people of Illinois. I got a chance to meet members of the Illinois State Rifle Association, Second Amendment Sisters Illinois Chapter, Chicago Firearm Safety Association, and Illinois Carry, and Otis McDonald. Now, the event involved a really good strategy created by Dr. Paula and Mike Weissman to take the message to the community most neglected and ill-served by gun control in the city of Chicago. Big kudos to Paula. She handled me with great care. And her assistant Ruth and Jerry Lee, the Wonder Dog, treated me like royalty. Now, that's not real easy to deal with me on a tight schedule because I really couldn't have as much fun as I wanted to. So I had to kind of keep myself together, you know, because I had to give my little speech at the end. But I had a really, really good time and met some dynamite people. And I wish I could have hung out a little bit more because I think I like Chicago. See, the deal was I had to be home for church for worship on Sunday. I not only preaching, but serving Holy Communion for the second Sunday in the month. That's what we do. And my folks, they don't mind a whole lot if pastor's missing, but not on second Sunday. So everything worked out. The event was a success and I made it back on time. I was beat down to parade rest, but the message got out. Now, it was a tough move now. I ain't want to leave. Truth be told, I love Chicago, man. The blues is there, jazz music, the food, the people, outstanding. But I don't like the gun laws or the black politicians they have. You know, they treat people in Illinois like you can be free anywhere except in Chicago. It's like they're saying, you Negroes can't be trusted with guns. Now, I can say that because of the history of poor legislation that protects criminals and leaves good people defenseless is not unique to Chicago. But these folks, man, they create and support laws like Representative Bobby Rush, who should know better. But what what he's saying when he does all this stuff is like, you people need to be protected by, uh, by us and protected from yourselves. And that's just wrong on so many levels. Representative Rush. I got a chance to see uh, Sister Colleen again, Lawson, also a plaintiff with Otis McDonald, as well as talk to the pastor of the JLM Senate, which is named after him that we were in. And speaking of Pastor Miller, that's a good brother. One of the things we have to do in the future is to be cautious and respectful of the places we go to as gun rights activists. Now, we, not that we, di- we weren't disrespectful, we weren't. It's just, I saw a good time or good avenue for us to really schmooze the crowd there was a funeral going on at the church even though it didn't look like a church to most people it was a church and if you use a place like that if you're really sensitive 
to how others feel about the, the venue, you'll win over a few converts that got nothing to do with guns. And I kind of felt we were oblivious to that when we first showed up. And I'm all about winning the hearts and minds of the body at large. Now, again, we didn't disrespect anybody. I'm just saying. This, we had done a little things different. Like, So if you go somewhere and you're in somebody else's kitchen, be real gracious. Now, unfortunately, that stereotypical uh, funeral was running late. And I wish, uh, as a stereotype, we black people wouldn't be honoring that one all the time and be a bit more punctual. But, hey, it is what it is. After a quick setup, our group was ready to go. And I believe uh, ISRA footed the bill for the video of the event. So someday soon, you might see the whole gabang. Members of the panel and the folks I met included a sister named Pam Hill, who I think was the former law enforcement, um, the controversial Charles Butler, uh, Nubian Malik, Sean Gowder, the beautiful Laura Merriweather, Brother Otis McDonald, and Gerald Vernon, a teacher. I talked about 45 minutes and gave an overview of a few things that included what it's like being a pro-gun pastor, how it sucks not to have <clears throat> the rights to defend yourself based on the simple reason that one it's the way we've always done it and I liken it to how people make bread on Thanksgiving without questioning two how politicians insult our intelligence on a daily basis and we let them do it and three how wrong folks are about gun people and I kind of infused the whole thing uh, liberally with humor and positivity and even reminded folks about God one of the pluses for me, I got a chance to get interviewed by the Chicago Defender and met two of the freelance journalists that I can really call friends. Now, in fairness, the overall turnout was light. I still call it a success. Greater things have been started by less numbers of people than we had. And we set a fire and opened a few eyes and won a few hearts with the folks that were there. And I want to especially thank Dr. Paula for her attentiveness, her dedication, and if she had to incur any big expense on my behalf, I hope to repay your kindness real soon. Whitney M. Young said, Liberalism seems to be related to the distance people are from the problem. And that's my report after the fact at Chicago. End up and make a change in our government. We need to replace, renew, rededicate ourselves to the tenants of this country, to some core values, to some concepts, and to some examples of our forefathers. And not only for today, for tomorrow, for our children's sakes. Can I get an amen, somebody? Nine-nine's 18. Come on up here, brother, and see what I see. Now hide Baby, don't you walk up. Back to that same old place, sweet home, Chicago. Oh, come on, baby, don't you want to go? Oh, come on, baby, don't you want to go? Back to that same old place, sweet home, Chicago. 
All right, while we're journeying through here, free of charge, you know, we're getting down to the wire, and I hope I can see you in person at the Second Amendment Foundation's 26th Annual Gun Rights Policy Conference. It's going to be in Chicago, yeah, Hyatt Regency, O'Hare Airport, or Hotel at the airport, on September 23rd, 24th, and 25th. It's a meet and greet on Friday night, the 23rd, all day, 24th, and half day on Sunday, the 25th. Come on. Don't you want to go? Sweet home, Chicago. HoggerWatches.com In the northwestern city of Maryland, known as Hagerstown, a new watch company begins. The watch is called Hogger. It is designed by a U.S. veteran, a watch aficionado, a patriot that wanted to leave his mark in history, offering a quality watch for the active person that didn't break the bank. Automatic movement, water resistant to three atmospheres. The Commando features a unique fighting knife logo on the back and the urban commando look. It's not too big and looks at home both in the office or in the field. Hogger Watches. Com. Get yours today. Mrs. M, welcome back to the Black Mountain Gun Podcast. Hello, darling. What's new with you? Oh, darling, I'm in a rapid city, South Dakota right now. Oh, nice. Yes, darling. Psyche and I, we take our, Psyche, he's my husband, mm-hmm. we take our motorcycle ride to the Black Hills. Outstanding. And we do this every year since 1956. Mm. In 1956, Katina, you call her Kathy, mm-hmm. Katina, her mother's father was my brother. And uh, Katina was born, so Psyche and I, we live in St. Paul, Minnesota at the time. We drive to South Dakota, to Sioux Falls, to see Katina. And then we drive to Black Hills. And oh, we have the best of time. We decide to go every year. And that is so so nice to be a couple and to ride a motorcycle together and see scenic stuff like that. I got to do that myself one day. Oh, darling, darling, I recommend the Honda Goldwing, six cylinder. <laughs> All right. Smooth, smooth ride. Yes, darling. And uh, get the matching. We have a matching trailer. Uh, say, darling. Trailer. I tell you last time, get the matching a trailer, and uh, and uh, that's where you can have all your things, you know. Oh, all right. Yeah. So, but darling, always the best time. And the Black Hills this time of year is just beautiful, darling. And I have a little funny story for you. Okay. Uh, 1956, we started, we take the drive. And then in 1959, well, maybe it was 1958, uh, they were making the movie North by Northwest. You know that movie, darling? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, darling. Cary Grant and uh, uh, James Mason and uh, Martin Lando. And darling, we meet all three. No way. Yes, darling. They were filming. Uh, there's a scene where they're all standing there by the cafeteria. And so we are there and everybody's walking around. And uh, Psyche, my husband, Psyche had an army body who had the camera. Mm-hmm. And uh, he sees Psyche and he waves him over. And uh, there was a Gary Grant and a Martin Landau and a James Mason. And uh, he introduced us. And uh, I say, very nice to meet you. We are Psyche and the Maria, Mrs. Mapacopopoulos. And... Uh, we meet all these people, and I say, nice to meet you, Mr. Grant, Mr. Mason, Mr. Landau. And they all say, Kerry Grant say, call me Kerry. And I say, darling, you can call me Mrs. M. <laughs> so, and wow. we have a very nice visit. And Kerry Grant and Martin Landau, very nice gentlemen, they had to go. And we visit for about 10 minutes with James Mason. Mm. Darling, he was such a gentleman. Oh, the nicest man. Oh, so. Wow. Oh, yes, he has a very special, the Black Hill, very special memories, and it's still very good. 
for right now I look at the faces of the presidents and I'm so proud. I'm so proud to be American. Hmm. Wow, I've never been there. I have, to, I have to get there one day. Oh, darling, is you know, is George Washington and the Abraham Lincoln and the Terry Roosevelt and the Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, I gotta. I just saw that movie too, like recently. <laughs> oh, darling, it's a good movie. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, yes, it is. darling. Wow. Yes, darling. Mm. So. Well, what you got next for us? you quote from Thomas Jefferson, speaking about Thomas Jefferson, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, Green Bay, they play football the other night, and, uh, and they win the football game. <laughs> so uh, that makes me think of a, a very good quote from uh, Vince Lombardi. Oh, okay. Because you know, Darling, he used to be their coach, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, so Darling, uh, Vince Lombardi used to say, and he was a tough Darling, he was a tough, I mean, he was, uh, no, you know, you have to work hard for him. Mm-hmm. But he used to say, inches make champions. Yeah? Yes, darling. So, you know, it's kind of like the expression, a yard by yard, it's hard, but inch by inch, it's a cinch. Ah, gotcha. Yes, darling. So he used to say, inches make champions, because he would encourage his players to just push a little more, just a little bit more, just one more inch, each time, do one more inch. I like that. Yes, darling. And, you know, I was thinking about how we, you know, we talk about the Second Amendment and what we can do as Americans. And, you know, sometimes, darling, we get overwhelmed with all these things going on and we think, oh, I'm not doing enough and I have to do this and I have to do that. And I feel, I feel like I cannot do enough. And, you know, darling, it makes me think of Vince Lombardi when he say inches make a champion because it's not just a little bit, little bit, darling. It all adds up. Oh, that's beautiful. I, I oh. remember that one. Thank you, darling. You know, darling, just if everybody listens to your show, that's an inch. <laughs> if you go to vote, that's an inch. Mm. You know, if you speak up at the party, you hear something goofy being said, and you speak up, uh, that is another inch. All these inches, darling, all make a difference. They all put us that much farther ahead. Oh, that's some wise stuff there, Ms. M. Thank you for that. Darling, yes, well, that is what I just the message I wanted to give everybody too, so they have a take a heart and they feel good about every inch they do. All right, well, yes, you, you continue to enjoy your trip, and uh, I look forward to talking to you when you get back. Oh, yes, darling, say Goodbye, hi, darling. Say yes. hi <laughs> say to, to the oh, psyche, my husband. Yes, the yes darling, I will say hi to psyche from you. All right, take care, yes, darling. Okay, darling, bye bye now, bye bye. <laughs> Hi everyone, today I want to introduce you to energy from thorium.com. It's safe, clean and cheap electrical power. Thorium is safe. It doesn't need a massive building to contain the steam. Thorium reactors operate at low pressure, about the same pressure as your car tire. Clean, liquid-fueled thorium reactors make almost no nuclear waste and the used fuel decays in 300 years, not 30,000. Cheap thorium is found all over the world. We've already found a thousand years supply. It's efficient that the plants don't need to sit next to the river or ocean for cooling. It's small and it can be built on an assembly line like an airplane, not built on a site like a building. Let's do this. Energyfromthorium.com. Zombie strike. This used to be an extreme sport watched by millions around the world. We hunted zombies on a man-made island in the South Pacific. Well, that was then. This is now. 
10, Chapter 97 Mumbai, India, 30 September 2011 1500 hours local, countdown 3 months Alan, the truth's strongest sorcerer, looked up as his leader walked into the apartment. Castle was still recovering from some of his injuries. It made the truth's leader a cranky man. Considering how many times Alan had been cut, shot, burned, and blown up in the service of the truth, he wasn't feeling all that sympathetic just because Castle got knocked out by the blast of one of Zombie Strike's grenades. Alan rubbed the scar on his face and once again silently promised vengeance against that short Brit with the grenade launcher. Michael hasn't returned, Castle asked as he dropped into one of the overstuffed chairs in the apartment's sitting room. An acolyte bustled over with Castle's iced tea. No. Our operation in Belize ran into some opposition, Alan said, joining Castle in the sitting room. Zombie strike? Castle asked, snarling as he spoke the name. Alan noticed the venom in his leader's voice. For the past couple of years, Castle just considered zombie strike an annoyance. Mateo Cortez, zombie strike's field leader, figured heavily in the prophecies guiding the truth. But other than that, Castle had always dismissed the team. Not anymore. Surprisingly, an armed response team from that insurance firm, Alan answered. Castle grunted in response. Is there some reason we don't have our people in the British government just close that firm down? Alan asked. McKenzie and Winston isn't your normal insurance firm, Castle answered. They don't sell car insurance or anything else so petty. They insure things like large corporations, NGOs, governments, and other insurance firms. According to our cat's paws in the British government, M&W has threatened to destroy the international economy if we try to st- shutter them. Worse than it is now? Alan asked incredulously. Between the destruction of Earth's satellite constellation and the instability caused from constant zombie outbreaks, the world's economy was going through a hard depression. I believe them. The economy is bad, but the foundations are there. M&W would tear things apart so bad we wouldn't have anything to work with after the coming of the flayed one. Castle drained his glass and looked at Alan. Speaking of the coming, have you had any success with the key? No. I have my people going back through the prophecies that deal with the key to see if we miss something. Castle frowned at Alan's words, but he didn't say anything. Alan felt the opening and took it. I don't think that artifact is the actual key. What do you mean? Castle asked, sitting up in surprise. It's got some power. It's not as strong as I would expect from something like the key. Not nearly enough, Alan said. One of the things I'm doing is looking at what actually happened in Mexico when Mikhail retrieved it. Thank the flayed one, our soldiers were meticulous in their reports. If that isn't the key, then where is it? Castle asked. Skull Island, 30 September 2011, 1300 hours local, countdown, three months. Quentin McClintock stood in front of the team, shuffling his notes. He looked up at the team. There was such a strange group of survivors. All of them were scarred physically or emotionally or both. Still, these were his friends, his family. He wished he could give them better news. 
Quentin straightened his shoulders and tried to keep his fear from showing. Jess and I have been examining all the material surrounding the prophecies that we harvested from our raids on the truth's strongholds. They pretty much wrote down anything one of their prophets said. I'm pretty sure that the truth hasn't figured out all what's actually prophecy and what's that nonsensical ramblings of a madman. They were nice enough to leave some passages highlighted for us. There was a dark chuckle from the team. We found the date of Zypitotech's coming, Quentin announced. It's going to be a busy New Year's Eve. How sure are you on this? Chief Stahl asked. I'm very confident. Several different prophets mentioned that the coming will happen on the turning before the Mayan calendar will reset. That happens December of next year. Two of the prophets mentioned that it will occur between the invaders' years. I consulted with some experts, and the consensus is that means the night of December 31st. Have you figured out what I'm supposed to do with all this? Mateo asked. Quentin looked over at his friend and leader. Quentin didn't know the details, but Mateo hadn't been himself since Rachel suddenly packed up and left. He was distant from the team and focused on two things. Stopping the truth and killing giants. There's mention of a chooser, an undecided, a champion, a betrayer, and a key, Quentin said. We know that Chief Stahl is the undecided. Giant told us that back in South Africa. I think the key is what they were going after when Mexico was destroyed, but the passages aren't clear if the key is an artifact or a person. I think the champion is Giant, but I could be wrong. I can't believe Mateo would be a betrayer, Jess said, looking at her foster father. He didn't say anything. Jess had tried to comfort Mateo after Rachel left, but he was just as distant with her as he'd been with the rest of the team. Have you figured out where this coming is supposed to occur? Stahl asked. Not really. There's mention of a city of the dead or a city of death. It's not exactly clear. The best I can tell you is that it's on the North American continent. Way to narrow the field, mate, Sport said sarcastically. Quentin frowned at the diminutive Brit. Of all of Zombie Strike, Sport was the one Quentin knew the least about and disliked the most. The man just ran too hot and cold. Sometimes he was the best team player. Others, it was like he hated everyone. Actually, there might be a way. Depending on how much you trust you put in these prophecies, Quentin replied. Mateo motioned for him to continue. One of the passages is a long speech by a former conquistador who the Aztecs turned into a prophet. How'd they do that? Jim asked. You don't want to know, Jess answered, visibly shaking. That was one thing I wish I could unread and purge from my mind. It's pretty gruesome and only worked a couple of times, Quentin continued. This one, though, talked about how the undecided would find the place of the coming. He would return to the beginning of the word. What's that supposed to mean? Go back to the beginning of the word. Asked Stahl. I was getting to that. From my studies of this sect of Zypitotec worshippers, the words for word and truth are used interchangeably. To speak the word is to speak the truth sort of thing. We have to go back to the beginning of the truth. Dude, does the Steve and everyone have to go back to that island with the temple? The Steve asked. Quentin shuddered as memories of Zombie Strike's first battle with the forces of Zypitotec. 
No, answered Ken Blanchard as he walked into the conference room. It means we have to go back to where the truth was formed, where Castle discovered the first artifact and the prophecies that would guide him. You know where this is? Mateo asked. After Quentin told me what he'd found, I had a little chat with M&W. After some discussion, they released everything for distribution. Mateo gave Ken a hard stare. They've been holding information back from us? Mateo asked. Even now, they've been holding back information? You tell our superiors in M&W that if I find out that something they held back got one of my people killed or injured, there'll be a reckoning. Mateo's voice was cold as dry ice as he spoke. Ken just nodded. So, where exactly are we jetting off to? Jim asked, trying to diffuse the sudden tension in the room. At first, Barcelona. All right, well, that's a wrap for this week. I want to thank you for being a part of my life. I hope to see you in Chicago. Yep, September 23rd, 24th, and 25th. And now remember, Miss M said that the inches make a champion. And Barbara did say that size mattered. So if you're not working with a whole lot, um, just remember when I'm fishing, they always say it's not the length of the worm, it's how it wiggles. So work that thing out, and maybe you can uh, make your stuff work. But inches make champions. Vince Lombardi, there is a mailing list block on KenBlanchard.com. If you would go to that on the right-hand corner and give me an email address and your name so I can include you on a new newsletter or email that I'm planning on sending out pretty soon. That'll be really cool. It's free. Won't charge you. Won't sell it. It's just get you on the list. So here's the deal. If something were to happen with Facebook or Twitter, I want to have my own list because I put you right in my address book of friends. I don't want those other lists to mandate and make me lose track of who's real. So if you want to be on my private list, hit that little spot. You'll see it on KenNBlanchard.com. Also, consider joining the Urban Shooter Association. We're about to make something happen here shortly. And it's it's $4 a month. And it should be a, a link to it. If not, I'll put it there real soon so that you can see it won't be hard to find. There's a mobile site for the site on BlackManWithAGun.us. I forgot to promote that. It's been around a while. It's like a, an abridged version of the website, but you can see it from your smartphone. That's blackmanwithagun.us. We got a form, but I won't talk about the form. It's uh, it's there. It's going to be all right. It's just in the holding pattern until um, we get some more people and we get going. It might never be an AR-15 or a Gun Rights Radio Network, but that's okay. It's, it's there. Never know what might come to pass, right? You can find it at blackmanwithagun.info. Yeah, that's where that puppy is. And if you like Zombie Strike, I want to let you know that Derek Ward has a new website. It's derek-ward.com. And his new story called Bad Moon Rising. Bad Moon Rising. Read about it at derek-ward.com. Great horny toes. That thing just popped up there, didn't it? Sorry about that. If it startled you. You know, nobody gets to live life backwards. 
Look ahead. That's where your future is. Until next week, I hope I'm looking at you face to face. This is Ken Blanchard, the black man with a gun, your friend and brother from a different mother. Shalom, baby. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. The day I passed my gun safety course, I went hunting with my dad. Weekends in the woods with him were the best times I ever had. So when I hear some politician trying to take that freedom away, I stand my ground. I don't back down. care at all I tell him they take away the second amendment you can watch the others fall yeah we shouldn't have to fight for the rights we've always had but there comes a time you gotta draw the line Thank you.